What's going on, everybody? This is Cody with the Yolk Christian Podcast, and today I'm here alone again because Jared never wants to join the podcast anymore. Anyway, Jared, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I didn't know if that was my cue or not. Like, I don't know. I, what I didn't really know. I was hoping you'd be like barging in, just like, "Hey, that's that's not what I do." No, 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 no. Well, I, I was cool with it, man. I was going to let you just kind of pop off for a minute. Oh, yeah. You know, this is actually uh, – Jared's gone today, guys. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, no. So, this episode, we're pretty much just talking about – we're just updating our lives. Because, like, you know, you guys don't really know a lot about us. So, we're just kind of kind of talk about what we're doing in our life, what we have plans for. Yeah. So, Jared, what's, uh, what's going on in your life, man? You got any blessings lately? Oh, dude, I got everything going on. So. Oh, nice. Um, I think. <laughs> it's been a very eventful honestly it's the end of the year like today is december 20th of 2021 and and so i i look back on the last year of my life and i'm not this isn't going to be a whole spiel or anything but like i don't know how i'm where i'm at right now like god yeah. has done so much it, it's as if like you know how like they'll say like oh with faith it's like jumping from one staircase to the other well, it's like, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, it's like i just jumped off the empire state building went to the next one Ooh climbed a, a non-existent twin tower and then jumped back oh. over to the empire state building. Like that's, that's the kind of year I've had, bro. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So <laughs> interesting analogy, I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, so what is going on in my life? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let's just start in the last week. <laughs> um, so Codis, I've told you this. So um, I don't know. This is weird. I don't like talking about things, but so my dad, diagnosed with cancer lymphoma um so it was kind of weird because like starting out with they're running all these tests they're like Mm -hmm. you've got this tumor this tumor this tumor things were like all over his body he he who's diagnosed with lymphoma um it started out with his kidneys his kidneys were at like they found his uh function was at like 30 percent or something along Mm -hmm. those lines and so then he went for a second opinion when he was getting that second opinion, that's where they found the lymphoma. That's where they found um, basically all the tumors, like on his spine, on his testes. Um, there's, I think there's one or so in his chest. Um, and so, anyways, super crazy thing. Yeah. And then uh, I posted a video on Snapchat, uh, I guess a week or so ago. And it was just basically, I don't even remember what it was about, honestly. Uh, something God-related. And, uh, yeah, and I remember this dude, reading or listening to it. Yeah, I wish I remember what I, said, what I said, but this dude from high school, which was like five years ago when I was a senior, maybe four, yeah. um, and he saw it, and long story short, he's like, dude, you may not see it right now, but but God's going to do something really great with you, and I was like, yeah, you're right, I don't see it, but, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, but I appreciate it, and uh, he's like, no, dude, like, for real, and he's like, you're going to have a, like some sort of miracle happen this week, and he says, just just be on the lookout for it, I was like, Oh, so you've got the gift of prophecy now, huh? <laughs> and uh, and I don't know if he thought that was funny, but I thought it was funny. And uh, so anyway, like this dude's mocking me now, huh? Never mind, no gift right? for you. <laughs> but so that conversation was on a Tuesday. My dad got diagnosed on a Monday. The very next day, two things happened. My dog had puppies, um, and I don't know if that's a miracle or not yet, but we'll find out. Um, and then <laughs> the day after that, so on Wednesday. Um, the doctors came back and said, hey, good news. All of the tumors that we found, none of them are cancerous. The only thing that he's got going on now is his kidneys and his lymphoma. But good news with that is that in five years from now, we think that he'll be healthier 
than he is currently because apparently kidney um in adrenal fail- failure kidney disease or whatever mm-hmm. it is a side effect of lymphoma sometimes and so they were saying that the reason he had bad kidneys is because of his lymphoma so if they treat the lymphoma then it'll not fix his kidneys but it'll improve his kidneys and yeah. uh, and so i see that as a miracle because he went from having all these you know issues to having just basically one big one that uh, is impacting other things so i thought it was neat um yeah and so then shortly thereafter um man i I could i could talk for i don't know how long you got time like okay well all right don't tempt me so i ain't i ain't gonna gonna let a brother fall (laughs) romans yes sir (laughs) 14 don't be a stumbling block um so at church, uh, it's really cool because like I work with the youth, and there's a couple hundred middle schoolers. Uh, or I work specifically with the middle schoolers on Wednesdays, and so it's been really neat because I've been doing this for like the last six months, and um, I want to be humble and be like, nothing I'm doing is having an impact. But uh, it's really cool though because like I get up and I talk every single week, not like teaching a lesson or anything, but basically just being the hype man, you know. And yeah. uh, anyways, I say all that to say this. Uh, I guess it was a week or two ago. It was December. Eighth is when it was. We had a baptism um, day, and so we baptized sixteen students on one day, and then on, now on January nineteenth, we're baptizing another sixteen or twenty. It's awesome. Uh, it, it's really cool um, because it's there's so many of these middle schoolers saying, you know what, I want to follow Jesus, yes. and, and it, it's just cool because like I get to be a part of that, and you know, and and so. Um, it's just cool to see the fruits of your labor sometimes. And so, but anyways, um, on top of that, you know, it's Christmas time. Um, yeah. I don't do it, bro. My mind is going a million, million miles a minute right now. But uh, something that's been super interesting um, to me here recently is, so there's an individual that I've been talking to about the Bible. And um, this individual um, claims to be saved, uh, believes every word of the Bible, believes it be true, all that fun stuff. But he's very interesting, and he's, and Codus, I told you a little bit about this character. Um, very, very kind, very respectful. Never had a, an issue with him not being disrespectful or anything like that. Um, but he's very interesting because while we both believe the words of the Bible to be true, we even read the same translation. We both read ESV. Um, oh. He has come up with the complete opposite of conclusions that I've come up with. So, for example. Codus, you and I, we believe in the Trinity. He does not. He believes that there is one God, the Father, um, who sent his spirit down upon a man named Jesus. And uh, so Jesus was without God's spirit from the time of birth to baptism. And then, but at the same time, he also believes that Jesus, which Codus, you and I both believe, that Jesus existed throughout all time, all throughout like the Old Testament and stuff. Um, so that, that's interesting, but that's not, it doesn't stop there though, because he's also an individual that believes in following the Torah. Um, so for example, like he believes that the Levitical law still applies, um, but not in terms of justification. So we aren't saved by it. We're saved by Jesus, but he believes that we could, we should follow the the Torah there. Um, all 613 laws. Um, and then on top of that, um, I'm sure I'm going to skip over a few of his beliefs, um, and I hope I'm adequately portraying them. Um, I've been on the phone with him for like 12 or 14 hours over the last week, 
So I hope I'm able to adequately portray his beliefs. But um, he also believes um, that a lot of what we currently understand Paul's words to mean is incorrect. Um, And so anyways, as you can see, there's a lot of um, complications with or rather disagreements to be had there. Um, Mm -hmm. And so God has been really cool because like today, for example, he, he, uh, he said, Hey man, can we call him just out of the blue? And I was like, you know what? Sure. Why not? And so it just so happens that he (laughs) wanted to talk to me about two, the very two passages that I had just read an hour before he asked if we could call. And that's awesome. It is awesome. And what even, and to add further to that. um, So I've been reading, or at least I've been attempting to go back through and read Genesis through revelation um, in order uh, of the you know how it's how it's put not chronological order but just i forget the term but anyways genesis through revelation and so i'm currently in exodus right and uh so i was reading the other day and i came across it in exodus chapter four is what it was i think it was verse eight but it says that um israel is the firstborn um of god and so I looked at that and I was reminded of what this individual had said about Jesus because he looked at Colossians and uh, Colossians one, I believe it's verse 15 states um, that Jesus is the firstborn. And so now there's three, there's three ways you can look at that. Um, so if either Israel is the firstborn or Jesus is the firstborn. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it means in a minute, but, the first option is that either the Bible contradicts because Jesus obviously isn't Israel. Mm-hmm. The second option is that Jesus is Israel, which we know Jesus isn't. Yeah. Um, and then the third option is that, and this is what it is, is that firstborn in Greek is referring to ranking. So when we look at um, firstborn in Greek, we can see that it's talking about rank. And so when we when you read Colossians, you'll see that even in uh, Colossians chapter two, it says that Jesus is God. Um, but then when you look just like a couple of verses after Colossians one, chapter 15, it says that through Jesus, all things were created. And so we know that Jesus. Uh, so let me clarify this. This individual was saying that because based off of his assumption of what firstborn meant, he believes that Jesus was created. And so if Jesus is created that means that he isn't God in his mind. And so just a few verses after chapter one, verse 15, um, it says that all things were created through Christ Jesus. And so if Jesus, this is just me speaking logically, if Jesus created all things and Jesus is creation, that would have to imply that he created himself, which obviously doesn't make any sense logically. And so, um, Anyways, it was really cool. I say all that because it was really cool because I was just doing my, my daily reading and I came across this verse that said that Israel was the firstborn. And so I immediately texted it to him. and was like, hey, man, just want to let you know, these are your options to believe. What do you think? <laughs> um, and so I actually I, uh, I, I sent him. Anyways, it's, 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 it's been an interesting conversation. Um, I've I think it's in Timothy where it says that if uh, if a brother refuses correction after three times, then just forget him or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I got to that point finally um, regarding Jesus being God and um, and the Trinity because 
I sent him, I don't know how many scriptures I sent him probably a hundred scriptures. Um, and he didn't refute any of them. And, um, he always try to change the conversation, but, uh, I'm not saying that against him by any means. Cause like, dude, if like, I don't want to say his name, but if you're listening, whoever you are, if you know who you are, um, like it, it was a lot. So I literally, I sent him a, like three books. Okay. <laughs> um, it's literally like, you know how like an iMessage when you, you t- uh, send a lot, you have to tap the box and it just pops up. Yeah. I basically did that twice, but the, the second time uh, would probably come out to be like 30 pages, double space kind of thing. Like it was a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and so basically that, and that, it was like three times that I did that. And so since it was referring back to Timothy, um, you didn't expect this year full, did you? Um, no, I like it though. Yeah, so since that was the third time, I'm just going to drop that conversation with him. But because he is lenient in other ways, I'm I'm open to having a conversation with him in the sense of um, if he's willing to learn. So, um, but anyways, he's admitted he's admitted that he was wrong in a couple of things so far. But uh, like today, we we finally reached an agreement. Maybe it was a stalemate. I'm not entirely sure what it was, but it was What's on the stalemate. Door. Uh, a stalemate is when both sides are unwilling to waver to, uh, ah, unwilling, yeah, like unwilling peace to treaty kind of. Um, so I guess, I guess a peace treaty might be good. Um, but, uh, we finally, after all these hours of talking about, um, the Torah observant movement, we finally agreed with what I started out by saying, which was Romans 14. Um, if that's how he wants to choose to love God, then so be it, as long as he doesn't believe that that is what justifies him. So, um, and of course, when we read Romans 14, I don't know if you remember what it is, Codis, but it basically says, like, it's talking about people who want to eat certain things because that's how they choose to glorify God. Yeah, like, follow your convictions. Yeah, yeah, it was that chapter. Um, and so, Paul is essentially saying, look, we don't have to because we're no longer under the law, but if they want to continue to do so, so long as, you know, that's how they glorify God, then so be it. Let them do it. Um, just don't cause them to stumble kind of thing. And so that's what we settled on today. Finally, we uh, resolved that, um, which granted, like I said, I started out the conversation with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we both realized that it wasn't going to go anywhere. And so we <laughs> went back to that. Sometimes it's best just to end the things. Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah, 100%. And uh, he's actually, oh, he believes that uh, celebrating Christmas is pagan. Um, oh, and so he doesn't celebrate Christmas. And so he recommended this book to me um, called Idolatry, A Journey Out of Egypt. Um, if you ever want to buy a book about idolatry, do not buy this one. Uh, a good book uh, is God at War. I read that. It's about idolatry. It's very biblically sound and good. Good. Yeah, this one he sent me. Um, so the first chapter I didn't disagree with because it, uh, it was basically just defining terms, which is fine. But then the second chapter, it basically sets up the entire rest of the book by showing how bad idolatry is. And so the author goes to say that um, idolatry causes God to divorce us. Therefore, if we commit idolatry, then we are not saved. Um, and so he used like four different scriptures. And I looked at them in context, just to ensure what he was saying. And he was he, he, he wildly used them out of context. Um and so just for the sake of those who are listening, if anybody ever says that God divorces Israel and they quote Jeremiah chapter three, tell, and specifically, I think it was verse eight, tell them to read verse 12, I believe it is, where it says, uh, well, God is speaking. He says, hear me, O Israel, return back to your, your faithful husband, um, which is God, something along those lines. And uh, so just so you all know, 
God has every right to divorce us because of our, our idolatry. Um, yeah. Idolatry is essentially the adultery, uh, spiritual adultery is what it is. And so when we abandon God and follow our idols, then that is adultery. And so God has, according to scripture, like in Matthew, we're, um, we're basically allowed to divorce if, uh, if our spouse commits adultery. Likewise, with God, he is capable of divorcing us because mm-hmm. of our adultery, our idolatry. But he does not because he loves us. And he says, return to your faithful husband, O Israel. And in fact, for further proof of this, go look at Hosea. Um, God tells Hosea to go chase after Gomer, even though Gomer continues to abandon him and becomes a prostitute. Um, and it happens back and forth. And he says, Hosea, look, the reason you're doing this is because you are demonstrating my relationship with Israel. And uh, mm-hmm. so basically the story goes that Hosea chased after Gomer. She committed adultery. Uh, he went, brought her back. She left, committed adultery again. He went and got her, brought her back. And so it keeps happening over and over and over. Likewise with Israel and God. Uh, and since, of course, Romans chapter 11 says that we have been Gentiles, we've been grafted into Israel, um, into the tree of Israel. So likewise with us, we will continually abandon God because being sinless is not possible. We will always continue to sin. As Paul states in Romans chapter 8, he says, though I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. So we as Gentiles, we will continue to sin. Um, but despite that sin, despite that adultery, despite that idolatry, God will not divorce us. So anyways, I say With all that, that being said, yeah, okay. I say that because this book is, it's, it's based on a false premise that God doesn't want us after we commit adultery, which he does want us even after we commit adultery, which is crazy to think about, honestly. Um, because I, if, if my wife committed adultery, like, <laughs> that, that's something I have to deal with in the moment, but like, I, I definitely wouldn't. You wouldn't be, like, be too happy, uh, right? <laughs> no. So I definitely would not. I can tell you this right now. I would definitely would not be just seconds afterwards saying, "All right, that's fine. Come back home." You know what I mean? Like I'd be, yeah. like, I'd be mad. You'd be so, what? I'd be mad. No. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um. But anyways, so like God is doing a ton in my life, dude. It is absolutely insane. Um. <laughs> but like, dude. I really could talk for, for three hours on all that God's doing. And I wish, I wish. Here's my here's my New Year's resolution. Ready? I'm going to start writing down every single blessing that God gives me. That way I can have an account of it. Because I forgot 90% of the things this year. I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to literally keep a, a tab. I'm going to do that too. That's genius. Well, my mom's been telling me to do that since I was five. I should have been listening mom's always right isn't she dude yes he is it's insane (laughs) um but anyways so um yeah codis (laughs) Uh, that's that's my life Um, it's awesome but dude here's the thing though like (laughs) words cannot express how good our god is it really can't dude i was talking to mace grace about this like last night or the night before but like God's love, dude, is just so unexplainable. And, really oh, is. man. It really oh, is. God. And, dude, like, even just thinking about – I'm sure the people on this podcast know how we met, but, like – because I think we talked about it last episode. But just even, like, how the coincidences – quote-unquote coincidences, you know, the godcidences of how all of that lined up. And now, like, literally you're about to – and even how the uh, your relationship with Macy Grace and how that has begun to line up, just, like, 
randomly. You know, what dude, I'm, I'm telling you, like, there, like the way this kind of relationship has like, like become is just like completely God filled. Like we were talking about the other day, like, like speaking about the blessing thing, she actually mentioned the other day, like we should write down all the blessings that God is giving us, like with this relationship, because like every day there's like a blessing that has happened, and like. If you like where we are now, like if you look back, like everything lined up perfectly for it to kind of be how it is now. Mm, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like, like the the way God does things. Like, for example, like there's going to be some crappy parts in life. Like there there is. There's straight up going to be some miserable yeah. parts about life sometimes. But the thing you have to realize is God is always in control. He's always allowing things to happen. Because he, he knows the whole story. Like us as humans, we can mm. only see the page that we are on. But God, mm. he sees the full story. Like for example, or like say you're reading the crucifixion. Say you've never read the Bible before. Oh man, Jesus died. Like we, we don't know what, what's next. Like we don't know that three days later he comes back. So like when bad things are happening, we need to remember that God is in control. You know, and, and it says that uh, God will use evil things for good. So we always need to remember that God is always in control, no matter what. And we need to we need to realize that we shouldn't like under we shouldn't like, rely on our own understanding. We should always rely on God's understanding. Because mm. if we start relying on our understanding, we're not going to get on the right path. We're going to be yeah. completely knocked off the path. Because yeah. the flesh, it's not going to want you to follow God's plan. Mm. And so, a cool thing about flesh, actually, can't remember what the word is, but it's a Greek word, and it's translated for sinful Sorry. desires. So your sinful desire, it's mm-hmm. not going to want you to do what God wants you to do. So yep. the flesh is going to make you worry. The flesh is going to make you be like, oh, this is bad. You should do this. But God is saying, breathe, have faith, yep. come to me. I'm in control. I know the full story because God's not going to deceive you. God's not going to leave nor forsake you. And you can find that in Deuteronomy 31. Yes, but sir. just trusting God. Yeah, I don't know where that started, but that's where it ended. <laughs> I love it. And like, dude, so here's, you know, what's really cool. Just, this is just a blessing I need to write down. Um, so with my job, um, I was given a, a good many vacation days, which I've never been on the salary position before, which I finally am. And so I've never had like vacation days. Well, now I do. So because I've never had vacation days, I kind of, I, I would like, I didn't use any throughout the year. Um, and so now I have 10 days to use and wow. I will and they don't roll over. So I have to use them before February 1st. So you know what I'm doing? What are you doing? Literally. Come to Iowa? No. Oh. <laughs> That'd be dope, though. Um, yeah, but this been. this Wednesday is basically my last day until – let me pull this up, actually. So I, 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 I'm getting, like, two weeks off of paid vacation. It's pretty um, good, man. Yeah, because of all, like, the other, like, holidays mixed in between. i got to pull this up. So after Wednesday – the day I go back is January 10th. So from December 29th through January 10th, I'm not working. So you know what I'm doing? I'm, I'm finishing my book. I'm going to, I'm not going to. Hey, I'm, I'm sitting down. I forgot about that. Right. And I, I sat down yesterday. I just like, so actually that was another blessing. So Jenna woke up really sick yesterday morning. So we didn't go to church. Oh, man. Um, oh wow. Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but that, that's the blessing in disguise. Cause I was pretty Christians. Awesome. You are right. <laughs> I was bummed that we we uh, we didn't go to church. She was like, "You can go to church if you want," and I was like, "No, you're sick. I'll stay with you, or whatever." And so I was pretty bummed out. And then out of the blue, I just had a desire to work on my book. And from Ooh. from like 10 a.m. to like 7 p.m., nothing but working on it. And I was like, "Whoa!" 
today's not my past. So I, I revitalized my, I guess my passion for it or whatever. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so now I, I was on the phone with my manager this morning because we have like a weekly meeting or whatever. Yeah. I was like, I was like dude, I got to use all my vacation days. And, uh, he's like, well, just do it for the next, like the two weeks after Christmas. I was like, okay, sure. And then after I submitted my PTO, I was like, and this was literally just a few hours ago. I was like, yep, I'm going to write my book. I'm going to finish it. So that's a blessing in disguise because I wouldn't have thought to sit down and write my book over the course of those two weeks if I didn't miss church because Jenna was sick. So, yeah, like it's cool. Like those hidden blessings are just yeah. so cool. Well, I so, Codis, I've been talking for the last 20 so minutes. Um, I want you to tell me your life. What's God doing in your life? Um, I well, I woke up this life. morning, so there's a blessing. That's right. Um, but let's see. So I guess, man, right lately it's been like, it's been, I don't know how to, how to explain it. It feels like lately it's just been like, ugh, like it's been ugh lately. Does that make sense? Oh, no. So lately, please. personally, I haven't like the past like week or two, I haven't really, at least none that I can remember, like wit, like seen any blessings, but I know like there's a, they're, like they're going on. I know God is working, but like lately I've just been kind of like, oh man, mm. I gotta wake up this morning and do this and do that. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I hate saying, "Oh, I have no blessings," because I like I know I do. I probably just don't realize it at the moment. But right, right. I guess I'm just walking by faith right now. Yeah. Hey, man. There's 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 times where it seems dark for a reason. That's what that's what I was talking. I was talking to Mason Grace about this the other day. I was like, lately it's just been like, just walking blindly. Because, like, yeah. usually God's like, all right, man, do this, do this, do that. Like, he's, I'm kind of pretty good with that. But lately, it's just been like, I'm just walking in a dark room with my eyes shut. Like, I'm just kind of, yeah. it's like echolocation, you know? I use my <laughs> echolocation to yes. follow God. But yes. it's been a little little empty, if you will, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. Walking by faith. Yeah. Well, good, man. So, so tell me about what's going on with the with your life in terms of the plans over the next couple of years? Like I know so, you talked about Casey Grace and yeah, the obviously I'd love to, you know, eventually marry that way. That'd be, that'd be really nice. Uh, the way, you know, God hasn't said no yet. So that's going good. Um, well, but, one, one step at a time. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just kidding. But I, so the next year, next year, you know, I'm moving to Georgia, you know, so <laughs> that's exciting. I'll get to meet Jared, you know, can hang out with my, my buddy, so once I move down to Georgia, uh, I'm going to try to get settled down, get a job and everything. Um, and then hopefully, God willing, I get to work at your church, Jared, and do some stuff. Um, that would be. Honestly, I just want to do something. You know, I, I'd love yeah. to I'd love to talk, you know, preach, obviously. But if God doesn't want me preaching instantly, that's fine with me. You know, I'll, I'll get there eventually, God willing. Um, well, dude, I'll tell you what, though, like, and I was telling you this before, but just for the listeners, so, like, our church is a, a really cool church because it's just, like, everything, like, it, it's just nothing but opportunity to serve, and it's it's such a big church, like, it's not overwhelming, which is nice because, like, I'm not a huge big church individual. I think most big mm-hmm. churches are, like, awful, um, <laughs> which I guess um, amount of, like, big is relative, right, but. Yeah. Um, I think this one does everything really well in terms of leadership, awesome. um, discipleship, and that's that's like their focus is discipleship. And 
So it's really cool because they just have so many serving opportunities. So I'm excited for you to come down because yeah. I already know three different things that you would love to serve, three different capacities for you. Ooh. And uh, I just think it'd be cool. But then on top yeah. of that, like, okay, so I don't, I'll don't. i let you tell the story. But, like, tell us about the blessing of how you moved to Georgia and how Macy Grace kind of plays in all that. What story? I'm lost here. Uh, basically, I guess, say how y'all met. Um, oh, so how me and Macy want. Grace met. So this is before I met Jared and everything. This is so, oh, man, this is probably like a year ago, maybe, roughly. So me and Macy Grace, we, we met. We, it was on TikTok. She she posts Christian TikToks, too. Uh, and then there was, there was, she posted a TikTok about something. I was like, hey, I was looking at the books at Book of Numbers. And I realized I didn't have yours. You did not. I did, bro. I did. Uh, I did. And then she uh, was like, oh, my goodness, it's so funny. She DM'd me. We started talking for a little bit, you know, um, I guess. And then we, we started talking, I guess, in the talking stage, if you will. We talked for quite a while, I don't know, like five months, four months. Anyway, we were talking. It was going great. Uh, completely God-centered. It was great. We read the Bible a bunch together. We studied a bunch together. And the way the way to explain that relationship, and this will make sense later, but the way to explain that is God was in the background. Like God was mm. in the background of that relationship. You know, He was he, like, like the like I don't know how. To, so it, it'll make sense later, okay? But we were doing all these studies and everything. It was going great. God filled, and then one day, uh, it stopped. We we stopped talking, and then we kind of drifted away for a little while. Um, we, we, you know, we Snapchat maybe here or there, like once yeah, a yeah. month, maybe it was, we barely talked at all. Um, and then, so the cool thing is, I, I'm not going to get into her whole testimony there, but a lot happened in that period of time when we stopped talking mm. where she completely like, it changed her like a hundred percent and like completely built her relationship a, a thousand percent. And that's personally when I became super big into do it too. Like I was big into God that time. But I completely got way bigger. Like my my spiritual life built a lot more. I met Jared. You know, we started the podcast, and I, you know, I, I started my my Christian foundation, if you will. Like I already had it, but like the how the foundation was completely built, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so now we met back together. We kind of started talking again more, and then I guess now you can say where we are. We're, we're you know, we're, so it's, it's complicated, but it's pretty much dating at this point that's pretty much what we're saying we're just saying we're not gonna make it official until we get down to georgia and we have our first date so it's mm. technically like that um but the way to explain it now is god was in the background back then but now god is at the front and center like the way we kind of talk about it is so god was there you know he, he let us meet and then he was like okay now that you guys know each other you kind of built each other a little bit i need you to go away and kind of build yourself and find all these new stuff and then now he brought us back together. This is just what, at least, well, it says, well, man plans, God laughs. But right. so I'll keep that in the back of the mind. But now it feels like God is completely, like, in the center of this one. Like, God is, like, with us. Like, it's crazy, dude. Like, we both teach, you some, teach each other something new every day. We're constantly, like, reading and, like, praying for each other. It's, just, it's so God-filled, and it's so amazing. But anyway, she's from Georgia, so it's it's a kind of a big uh, it could be a godsidence or it's a coincidence that where I'm being called to she was there like before I was even before like uh before we started talking again you know right. I met Jared he's from Georgia I was called to Georgia and then we start talking again which is really cool 
And so yeah, it could so, be a coincidence or it could be a godsidence. We don't know, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. How yeah, it, it dude, it's it's crazy. Like yeah. because most people go ahead. Because I mean, if you ask my mom, like we we talk about this all the time. I did not want to move southern. I no offense, Jared, cover your ears, but I I do not like Southern America. I don't like the South. I I just the climate is just oh I oh man I just. Bro. I'm not a fan of the South. Like I really am not have, a fan of it. Have you ever and of been course, down here? No, I've been to Texas, and that was enough. I cannot stand the Southern <laughs> people. I I don't like the South, man. I don't like it. But the best part is God's taking me there. So I'm like, you know what? Fine, God. That's so funny. Fine. But I that was the last place I would probably move to. South. That's funny. You despise it because of how it's depicted in like social media and. No, just because it's hot there, and I just don't like it. Bro, it's I, not. It's, it's not really even that hot though. I mean, it can be. It depends on where you're at. But. Yeah, I, I just, I don't like swamps and stuff. I don't know. I just, I've never liked the South in my life. Never. Bro, I'm from the mountains of Georgia. Not really from. I'm from here. I'm from like slightly. I'm south from here. Atlanta. But in my mind, but, I'm in North Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, but yeah, mountains. There's no swamp in the mountains. Yeah. And swamps only in South Georgia. Yeah, it, it proves though that while man plans, God laughs. Like, yeah, no, I know true. you don't like the South Coast. That's why you're going there. I got a plan for you, so you're going to do some big things here. Well, but... so just think about it. Like, you were, I, well, okay. So I'm sure, God, obviously, God's plan works out however it's supposed to. Yeah. And so, you were probably going to end up moving to Georgia regardless of whatever happened. But I think it's interesting how. You and I connected. We started the podcast. Mm-hmm. You're planning on coming down to Georgia um, because of opportunity down here. And then mm-hmm. you reconnect with Macy Grace, who's also yeah. from Georgia. But then on top of that, like, to in order for the podcast to have begun, I mm-hmm. had to get this job to relocate me back to yeah. town. And so it's, like, literally all of these itty-bitty decisions. Yeah, one – um. I don't want to interrupt here, but yeah. since like me and Mace Grace stopped talking, I completely just made like a bunch because I ain't gonna lie, man, I was a little hurt. But so I made a bunch of TikToks just like kind of just because I, you know, had a lot of free time now. And so one of those TikToks, I met Jared. Yeah. So it was just like one of those little things, you know, like if I never yeah. made that TikTok of me talking to my dog, telling <laughs> him it's not too late to follow Jesus. Right. right. Which, which is crazy because that video should have blown up. It was hilarious. But only like Jared it saw was, it. it was it's, it's awesome. Um, but so that's on your side of things. And then from my side of things, um, I had to get a new job. I had to choose mm-hmm. to move to my hometown, which is two hours away from where I currently live. I had to um, abandon the two or three jobs that I had at the time. Um, and none of which I actually, I, the only reason I did it was for my wife. Um, I didn't want to. I really enjoyed being the EMT. I loved working in the ER when I did. Yeah. Um, I I genuinely loved going to work because I loved it. Um, but I did it because I just wanted to make my wife happier. So, Aww. anyways, it was just like. Then on top of that, that's my perspective. Now my brother's perspective. I wouldn't have got this job if it wasn't for my brother. By the way, so my brother uh, worked his butt off his first year at this company, <clears throat> and because we're we're both salesmen. And so because he worked his butt off, he was able to convince his manager to hire me despite me not being qualified in the smallest bit for my job. Um, I'm, I'm required to have a bachelor's. I don't have my bachelor's yet. I'm still working towards it. 
Um, and I'm supposed to have, uh, like a year's worth of sales experience. I didn't have that. I had like six months. Um, and because of my brother's, uh, hard work ethic, which he built over his entire life. Um, and because of his choice to say, Hey brother, I see what you're doing. I see how hard you're working. Um, cause I was working on those jobs or whatever. <clears throat> He's like, I want you to have an easier life. I want to help you get a job where I'm at. And because of his decision to have that conversation with me, I was able to move, get this job where now I have more free time to do a podcast and also had more free time to look at TikTok, to see your TikTok, to start a podcast with you. And like, it's just crazy to me how God has aligned all of these insignificant little steps to pile them together to now we're about to be where we're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Dude, it's, it's so awesome how just God works. It, yeah, it really is. And so I, I, I think it's cool. Because for all of you that are listening, the same very things are happening to you. Yeah. You just don't realize it. Probably. Probably. So, uh, a, a story I, I like to tell to kind of emphasize this is when I was trying to buy a house with my wife and we were uh, fiancéed when we were engaged, um, we were trying to buy a house and we were between two houses and I didn't know which house to buy. And so we, we ended up not actually even buying this house, but we did get under contract with it. Um, but I was between two houses and I was like, I don't know what to choose. They're both good. They're both in a, you know, not a great location, but good enough. And uh, I said, you know what? I had to stop and get gas. I didn't have a coin. I was like, you know what? I'll coin flip. I looked down and there's a penny. So I flipped that penny and I decided to buy a house based off of where the, the, the penny fell, right? And so I think about that. And there's an individual somewhere out there that made the insignificant choice to be lazy to not pick up a penny that they dropped. And because they were so lazy that they didn't want to pick up a penny or they thought it was that penny was so insignificant that it wasn't worth picking up, I chose to buy a house based off of the, the insignificant penny that they dropped. It's crazy. So, yeah. And so when I think like if you're listening to this, every little decision that you make, even as insignificant as dropping a penny, can change a person's life. Because where I was looking to buy a house was changed or it was about to move me to an entirely different city. So it's it's crazy how the insignificant you can make the insignificant choice of letting somebody else cut in front of you in traffic. You can make the insignificant choice of letting somebody else get the buggy in front of you at your Walmart or shopping cart, whatever y'all call it. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> man, um, it ain't called no buggy. That's a shopping cart. Right. <laughs> um, you call it Coke? You could literally literally everything I do call it Coke. Okay. I only call Coke like Coke. Mm. I don't call like Sprite Coke. That's weird. Um, but literally something that you buy could have an impact on an individual somewhere out there. Not only does that impact the person you bought it from, but it impacts the person delivering it. It impacts the, uh, the people like the government and the taxes they take from it, like impacts so many things that you have no idea. And so if we could use that, use that knowledge to God's advantage, like think about that for a second. Imagine if we could leave a penny, about God somewhere that somebody looks down their picture. That would be pretty cool. Right. Imagine if the money that we spent, the insignificant penny, or maybe the the insignificant $5 that we could have bought a coffee with. What if we did something with that, that could impact somebody's life and change it forever. Like, just think about it. It's $5 insignificant penny insignificant. The choices that we make are seemingly insignificant, but yet they have such a big impact on people around us and the people that they impact. Like, it's just a crazy thought to me yet why do we abuse the ability or sorry, why do we abuse 
insignificant choices. Why do we view why do we view these choices as insignificant when they could be significant to somebody else's life? Like I, I can't stop thinking about the penny that that insignificant penny that somebody dropped. You know what that I mean? is crazy, dude. Like you completely based your kind of like future home on a right. penny, right? Because somebody viewed that penny as insignificant. Ooh, 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 ooh! Oh, oh, how many oh, oh. times? How many times do we view ourselves as insignificant? Ooh. We are that insignificant penny, but you want to know who picks us up and flips us? Place that... my feet on solid ground. Exactly. That would be God. God the Father. Ooh. He picks us up out of the dust, off the ground, and gives us value. That penny, that insignificant penny had no value, but what it could do, what the answers it could provide me at that time, the, the choices that it provided is what gave it value to me. So God picks us up off of that dusty ground, makes something out of us, makes something out of dirt, out of clay, out of ash, and he makes something significant out of us. So now we have the choice. Do we want to return to the dust like I threw that penny back down, or do we want to be used in such a way that we can be significant? I kept that penny, by the way. So in, <laughs> I, I don't know if I still have it. I probably don't. But um, Dude, that would be cool if you did. Right. Uh, I know I kept it in my car. I could still be there. But anyways, the point is this, is like God picks us up out of the ashes, out of the dirt, out off the ground, and he gives us value and carries us with him. So we we can be that penny and we can continue to provide significance and we can continue to uh, bring value to the people around us. Now that God has given us value, why are we not sharing that value? Why are we not um, imagine it like this? Um Okay, imagine I have a bunch of fishing hooks, and they're all mm-hmm. rusty, right? That's, that's what the world is like, a bunch of rusty hooks. And if I have Coke, which I don't know if you know this or not, but if you put a, a rusty hook in Coca-Cola, it'll take the rust off. Um, so <laughs> if I have Coke, which is God, in this analogy, this is going to be a weird analogy, but if I have Coke, which is God, and I have hooks, which are the people in the world, rusty hooks, and I dip, which I'm a hook too, if I get dipped in that Coca-Cola and I come out clean, why do I not go to the rest of the rusty hooks and say, hey, look at what this Coke did. Look at what God did to me. He cleansed Ooh, me. Ooh, I like it. Right? So he cleansed me. Just like follow me and I will show you God. I will show you Coke and he will cleanse you too. So why do we not do I'll that? I'll show you Coke. I'll show you Coke. <laughs> um, anyways, so it might be a weird analogy, but the meaning is there. So. We have value to us. We are the insignificant penny. So go and make disciples. Go and bring the rusty hooks to God, to the coat, and make all better again. <laughs> that was fire. Something. Something. Um, so anyways, Cotus, anything else going on with your life? <laughs> um, nope. Not, not really. Well, um, if you heard this podcast and you're thinking, wow, yeah. I, I am the insignificant. I really like that saying, like the, I'm the insignificant penny. Uh, <laughs> I'm an insignificant penny. <laughs> Imagine if I ran around just saying that I'm an insignificant penny. I'm an insignificant penny. <laughs> no one would look at you crazy, Jared. No. Imagine if I like cross my arms and rock a little bit. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm an insignificant penny. Insignificant Are you in a straight jacket? What? What, what was that? Uh, my wife was calling me. So, anyways, if oh, you, that if was you, the weirdest sound ever. It went ding, and my phone was vibrating. Uh, 
So if you've heard this podcast, anyways, and you you recognize that you want to be the insignificant penny that was turned significant, that now has value, then Codis has a prayer for you. Uh, yes, I do. Um, re- repeat after me. So, dear Lord Jesus, uh, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me and come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now, please help me to live the rest of this life for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right. With that being said, you beautiful people, I love you. Jared loves you. God loves you. Godspeed.